Hello and welcome to the Ryla Cast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla Rotary District 5810. We're back, contrary to popular demand, for season two. My name is Greg Tupper. The man sitting across the table from me is the man they call Josie, Andrew Josie Utz. It's good to be back, partner. It is very good to be back, Greg. Here we are. Uh, you know, we, we were worried. For those who, who don't know how podcasts work, is um, we did the first 20 episodes of season one. We were really happy with the way that season one went about. But then we had to, you know, we didn't know if we were getting renewed. It, it's one of those things that you got to go ask the higher ups. Mm-hmm. And there were there were some concerns because, look, I don't want to name names, but um, I'll just say it's a guys who names rhyme with Jaina and Mim Juffy. Yes, Jaina and Mim Juffy. <laughs> they, they make the ultimate decisions. That's right? true. And so we didn't know. I was, I was worried. I was worried, but you know what? Well, no, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Well, I was, I wasn't going to say this, but I, I had to change agents because I wanted, I wanted to be back. I know there was a resounding mm-hmm. um, cancel the podcast chant. It was, yeah. I you saw it trending too oh, on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, cancel the Rylocast. It was, but you know what? When I got that telegram that said season two is a go, stop. Signed, Jaina. I got one. So names. I actually had I had to get two telegrams because my first one says season two is and it had been ripped. oh yeah. Mm. So I was you're like oh no like, oh no. But we were really happy that uh, that we're back here on season two of the Ryla Cast. Um, we have a very special guest coming up here in just a little bit. Although I will tell you that uh, through the magic of podcasting, you will be here for the second segment. <laughs> Um, we were joined uh, by Tila, the um, the uh, wonderful, wonderful Rylarian who joined us, and and she she's told she said her name a couple ways. She said Tila and T Lee, and okay. it's like, okay, well, T. I just call her T. I just call her T. It's T H I. Um, I call her T. She had to come in and do the podcast early because, and this is true, she was running off to rehearsals for uh-huh. her for her show. That's why she had to come in early, and she got here before you were able to get here, and mm-hmm. so I said, I'll knock out the, the interview. Together. So we have a great interview with, with T coming up here in just a little bit, but we asked T to select a word uh, that would be the theme of this podcast, and again, you would think that like whenever we were workshopping season two, that we would change things and not give our guests so much control. Right. And yet here we are. I was riding the high of being selected back. I didn't even think about it. We didn't even think about giving notes. Um, We're back with the same old shtick. And that shtick involves letting our guests (laughs) decide our fate. Uh, We give them the opportunity to select a word from the big list of words. I have replenished the big list of words, though. There's new words on it. Oh, good. I didn't open the attachment. That's fine. And T selected the word authenticity or authentic if you want to go with authentic that's got to be like the largest um number of letter gap between like guest name and word (laughs) (laughs) 
we need somebody we need somebody named Al to come in and do like serendipitousness or something like that. Serendipity. That wouldn't even work because I think authenticity. Anyway, point is, authenticity is the word that we were tasked with. And I have drawn the short straw. I have gotten the big segment. Something to think about. Or is it the the long straw? Do you want the short straw or the long straw? Um, I think in that... You don't want the short straw. Yeah, you want the long straw. I'm sorry. I drew the long straw. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, here's the big segment. (laughs) Season two off to a flying start. <laughs> Enjoy this one, guys. It's the last one. Um, so whenever you start thinking about authenticity and leadership, I feel like the biggest thing that that has to start is you have to know who exactly you are as a leader. Because if you're going to be authentic, you, you've got to be comfortable in your own skin about what you're going to be able to, to be doing. Because ultimately... I think people are willing to listen to you, mm-hmm. g- assuming that you are confident in who you are and what you're doing, right? Even if you're just right. faking it, right? right? But I feel like that auth- that authenticity, the first step is knowing who you are as a leader and what you do well. And I think in, a, in certain certain respects, what you what you do poorly. And so the the first step is, and I'm I'm a big believer in the idea of, of the only thing I ever ask of people is that you know who you are. Right, it's just like know your, who you are, know your goods, know your bads, know your, know, just know exactly who you are, mm-hmm. and that's the first step towards being an authentic leader is 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 knowing who you are and reflecting who you are in your leadership. That's kind of for me the where this goes. Uh, whenever you start looking up authentic leadership, uh, inevitably you're gonna you're, you will find the name Bill George, okay, because Bill George. Uh, is a, a gentleman who wrote a book literally called Authentic Leadership. So that's the first thing that pops up, right? So I started digging into who he is and what he's all about, stuff like that. Uh, Bill George then wrote another book called True North, uh, but he is uh, he is a senior fellow at the at, at Harvard. He's a you know he's a, he's he's one of those CEO types and who gets into the speaking tour and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But he really kind of broke through with uh, with this book called Authentic Leadership, which is uh, kind of a it's it's one of those books that I think. I think it's one of those books that if you go into a lot of uh, uh, go into an office that has a lot of mahogany in it, mm, right? Yes, leather bound books. Leather bound books. You're going to find a copy of that. It's. I think it's big with the with the C suite. You know okay. what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's authentic leadership. But like, whenever you 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 dig into it, um, he 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 digs into the idea of what exactly who exactly authentic leaders are. They are genuine, moral, and character based leaders. People of the highest integrity. I'm quoting here, committed to building enduring organizations who have a deep sense of purpose and are true to their core values, who have the courage to build their companies to meet the needs of all their stakeholders and who recognize the importance of their service to society. So that's the big kind of mission statement that he lays out in his book. But I think when you dig deeper into it, you start to realize a few different things about authentic leadership and doing something that comes from a real place instead of just what you feel like you should be doing. One of them is, and this really struck me, that authentic leadership is built on your character instead of your style. That kind of gets to the heart of it, right? Right. Is that if you are a, if you are somebody who leads because you like to keep things light and you like to, you know, make jokes and you like to be friendly with people and you believe that having that kind of, um, 
um, camaraderie with with uh, the people that you work with is important. That's great as long as that's who you are as opposed to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, that leadership is character, right? It's not. It's a reflection of character. It's not a reflection of your style. That for for example, it would be really weird if I were to go out there to the people that I that I work with and I were to just be like a real like uh, you know a real dictator. Like a real somebody who's like very stern about all of the like about about um, about doing things a very certain way and micromanaging and things like that mm-hmm. because that's not who I am, right? Right. We can have a conversation as to whether or not that is the best way to go about it, but that would be out of character for me. That would be a style that I'm putting on. Uh, I think authentic leaders are are real and genuine. It's just who you are. It's just a reflection of who you are. Um, I also think that in, in a lot of ways that requires you to be constantly growing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because let's that is recognizing if if your leadership in an authentic way is truly a reflection of you, then being who you are is fine until it's not. It's fine until you have to face a difficult situation that maybe your character is not necessarily presently built to handle. Mm-hmm. As a result, Maybe you need to turn a little bit. Maybe you need to change a little bit. I think that you're growing a little bit, learning from other people. Um, and I think that they, I think a part of that is matching your behavior to context, right? Right. That, yes, I like to be, you know, I have people who, who work under me, theoretically. Um, but I am also the kind of person who just wants to be cool boss i want to be the guy who's like we're friends like we're equal i want you to be able to come up up and talk to me Mm -hmm. but there are also contexts in which i've got to be the boss and i've got to be the guy who's going to say no we need to do this by this and it's got to be done now or so and so um so i I think it just because you are it, it doesn't have to be out of character for that to be it just has to be based on the context as well um and the other thing that i would say is that authentic leaders um Authentic leaders are not perfect, and I think that they, they shouldn't try to be because ultimately if if what we're talking about where your leadership style or your leadership is a reflection simply of your character, well, you're not perfect, and that's okay. Right. Like, and you shouldn't try to be. You should recognize your own faults. You should, rec- you should, you should be willing to, to, to admit your errors and learn from them, right? Mm-hmm. And one of, my, one of my favorite quotes is that one of the hardest things to do is, is to, to, to learn is to admit when you're wrong. That's part of, I think, being an authentic leader is saying, you know what? I'm not here to pretend that I have all the answers. When I don't have all the answers, I'm going to let you know and we're going to talk it through. But to me, that is when I was kind of reading through the the uh, kind of the synopsis of, of Bill George's book. Those were the things that kind of stood out to me as, as far as especially just trying not to be something you're not. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That when you're in a leadership role – Go in there and and be your you know be who you are, you know do it as a leader, but be who you are. And if you're not the right fit for that role, well then maybe you're not. You know, grow and try to grow. But there, I think there's also a part of that that's admit that's being like you know what, the skill set required and the character required to handle this certain type of situation is is not one that I possess. Other than that, I haven't thought about this at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, other than that, yeah. well, no, the authentic the authenticity yeah. kind of caught me by surprise, and so that's that's when I when I started digging into to things, I I found myself reading like six or seven different articles, kind of synopsizing synopsis. Summarizing. Summarizing, thank you. Um, Bill George's book. So, anyway, that's kind of what I've got on that. Well, that's good. Um, they, the the thing I was thinking about when you were talking about being authentic and, and um, I don't know the exact word you used, what, like flaws, um, mm-hmm. a, a jersey, a sports jersey came to mind because it's an authentic jersey is one that's been worn, you mm-hmm. know, and, and has those dirt stains and, and rough patches. Uh, yeah. It's not one you just get off the shelf. Yeah. It's not supposed to be that way. And, right. and, and to pretend that it is otherwise is doing a disservice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to me, in the end, what I appreciated about T and, and you'll hear in our conversation is that is that you just have to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and that should reflect itself in your leadership. And sometimes it's going to click with people and sometimes it's going to not. But growing in the ways that you can to make it more likely for it to growing in ways that is going to make it more likely that it does click is the true mark, I think, of of, of a leader who's got some staying power. So other than that, I'm done. That's really good. There you go. There's my big segment. That's something to think about. I did it. I drew, the, did I drew it. the long straw. There you go. Uh, we have a great conversation coming up here uh, with T. L. T. Lee. T. I don't know. I should have told her. With asked T. Her, with T. Uh, if you stay with us here on the Rally Cast. Oh, Josie. Jo- Josie? Josie has abandoned me here for this this segment, and it's very cold and lonely, except <laughs> that we are joined by a very special guest. You know her. You love her. She is America's sweetheart. We are joined by T. Lay. Hi! Hi. This doesn't have the same effect with only one person clapping. There you go. go. There's the studio audience. Hi, T. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We haven't seen each other in a minute. I know. It's been a while. I know. Everything Mm -hmm. going okay with you? It's it's going well. Yeah. Yeah, Life is good. Okay. So we will start this conversation like we do with all of of these, which is I want to hear your Ryla story. Like what? Tell us about your involvement, how you got involved in what you do with the organization. Yeah. So like most people, I got involved in my junior or I guess after my junior year of high school, I'm going to camp before senior year. And I went in very much a lion. If y'all remember what lions are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is a very, very, this is a very insular podcast. People are going to be like was, nodding. And yeah, of headphones. course. Um, but I was just very strong willed and very much, kind of like the bossy type and I went to Ryla thinking only about the potential scholarship that it could get me um after hearing how wonderful it was for my friends that had gone previously um I wanted to go and so when I got there it just completely threw me for a loop um I thought I was a good leader and I guess I am um everyone's a leader but I definitely needed to hone my skills and learn how to be someone who's more compassionate and more empathetic towards others and just learn to talk to people in a kinder way Mm -hmm. um and it really it really inspired me just because like people come from all walks of life and I knew that going in I I've known that my entire life but um I don't know I just 
it hit me more when we were there because I have always surrounded myself with people who are very similar to me, um, like the same things that I do, believe the same things that I do. And um, it wasn't until Ryla where I really was pushed out of that comfort zone in like, like not like being, challenged. Yeah, challenged and it was really good for me and I loved it. And I've been coming back ever since. Um, they can't get rid of me. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's like a short version of my Riley story. So then, then you would say that there was even, even as a camper, first of all, where'd you go to high school? Prosper high school. We should probably mention that. Yes. <laughs> um, there was a moment at camp where, where there was, there's like a clicking moment of, oh, of, for sure. of, of it really. Cause you know, we talk with people and people will say, Oh, it wasn't until after I left that everything kind of fell into place. But for you, it was while you were there. Yeah. It was definitely while I was there. Cause it was like, I think it was probably, probably like day three. Mm-hmm. Um, the day before campfires, I don't remember what it all was. Um, but we were putting together, it was like the ragwall tournament and the volleyball tournament. I was in the activities committee and putting that together, um, that last day before everything just got pushed or started, um, with that was just, oh my gosh, I realized this is, this is different. I need to step it up and be the leader that I was told I was, you know? Mm. Um, but I just, I, it definitely wasn't after camp because when I got home from camp, my sister asked me, she said, hey, T, how was camp? And I just started bawling, <laughs> like crying. She was like, okay, and like walked away. And I was just standing in the doorway, just crying. So, so yeah. you mentioned you mentioned that you were kind of the, uh, the alpha, like you're a lion, mm-hmm. like you're the, yeah. you're the, you're the dominant, dominant personality. Have you felt your, I don't want to say personality, fall, you know, step back, but do you, do you feel like you are still kind of a dominant personality or do you feel like you've, you've, you can now adjust your, where you need to be? I think I'm more balanced now. Mm. I've become more of a koala since we're mm. staying on those animals. Um, in like interaction, interacting with others, I'm more like that and more, um, open-minded and things like that. But also like in my personal relationships, like my fiance can attest to this. I am, very much align and very much still have those tendencies to mm. fight a little bit. Um. We're going to get into wedding <laughs> talk here in a minute because okay. I have questions <laughs> about how that, how that uh, goes. But yeah. I do want to ask you about what you're doing now because mm-hmm. I, I think that w- one of the things that I love about doing this podcast is that people get to real get to see, like we say all the time that it's, oh, it's all different kinds that, that are involved yeah. in Ryla. And it's like, this is such a great example of like, we got people who do all sorts of things, and mm-hmm. I think yours, your story is really interesting. So what are you doing now? Yeah, so I guess by the time this comes out, um, I will have left my full-time job um, in pursuit of theater and pursuing my dreams full-time, um, doing musical theater um, and just film, television, whatever what have you that I can act and tell people's stories because that's what I've wanted to do since I was little. And, um, I'm finally, I finally gathered the courage to do it. (laughs) Now I think I haven't heard everybody sing at camp sing, but I'm pretty sure you're the best singer at camp. There's Clint. Clint Yeah, Yeah. Sherman. Cheyenne can sing too. Yeah. There's a lot of singers. That's tough. All I know (laughs) is that like, I would never, because it would be miserable a miserable experience for everybody but i one of the things that 
like when you and I, if I may tell a personal story, <laughs> okay. when you and I met, what I really appreciated was I came back to camp and I didn't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. And then you and I sat together at every meal. Yes, we did. For the entire camp. Oh, I and loved it. That always, that always, I don't know. I just want, I want to point, put it out there on the airways for everybody that tea was very nice to me. And so I have a very special place in my heart for tea. Thanks. Um, and so you are, how, how would you say you, you obviously work in, in something, um, Let's say unique, different in theater. A dream category career. Certainly, absolutely. You're not punching in nine to five and then mm-hmm. heading home. How would you say that you used the lessons maybe that you learned at camp or the things that, that you used to grow in, in what you do now? Yeah, so I think what I use from camp is just like being open-minded and being ready to step out of your comfort zone when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely think that there's a balance and camp taught me that a lot like there's a balance on what you need to do for yourself as far as taking care of who you are and uh, maintaining your authenticity and maintaining who um who you've grown up to be but also allowing yourself to grow into someone who is more well-rounded and someone who can take criticism and um learn from others without being defensive and being um just argumentative Mm -hmm. I think that's the word um against others opinions and just being open-minded has helped me a lot in theater just because um I I have had times when I've been told no when I haven't booked roles and when I got to a callback and I was told okay you're you're not this enough you're not blah 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 whatever um and those hurt but also you look at it with a broader view that you you learn from Ryla and you're just like, okay, I'm not good enough. I'm not, it's not that I'm not good mm-hmm. enough. It's that that role wasn't for me. That position wasn't for me. And that's like interviewing with any job at all. Like it's not a reflection on who you are. It's just a reflection on what they're looking for. Do you, you've been in a bunch of plays. You've been on stage a lot. Do you still get yeah. nervous when you go on stage? Um, It depends. Honestly, it's, it's more of a, <laughs> this sounds horrible. It's more of a, how much do I care about this show? <laughs> Is that I bad? Your candor. No, I appreciate your candor. It's, it's like, I, if you go in there and you put your expectations on yourself that you really want to crush it, then you're, mm-hmm. then you're nervous. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think there are times when I'm nervous, even if I, everyone cares about things differently. And if you care about things more than others, that doesn't make you a, bad person you don't have to care about everything you do at 100 percent all the time which i mean do it i guess um (laughs) um, you're doing fine trust me but yeah it's like i get nervous for like a second and then i'm on stage and i'm like oh it's fine and then just i know this yeah yeah that's interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, because like sometimes in my gig like i'll get nervous Mm -hmm. and i'll be like why am i nervous i've done this a hundred times right that but it's it's hard to explain okay so we asked you to choose a word Uh right we asked you to choose your word uh, from the big list of words. Yes. And you chose authenticity. Yeah. Why did you choose that word? Well, I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but um, Ryla taught me that being yourself is the best way to be. Um, there's no other person in the world exactly like you in being authentic and finding out, or not finding out who you are. I guess that's with it but growing into who you are Mm -hmm. is how to be how to present yourself as the best authentic self you can um 
yeah, I really just chose that because it's, it's really relevant in my life right now. Um, just as far as I couldn't pretend like I enjoyed my job anymore. Like I couldn't do that. I couldn't sit there from 7.30 to 4.30 answering phone calls and just pretending that I love where I am because that's not my dream. And yes, it paid bills and stuff like that. And it's going to be a hard road (laughs) coming down this theater career path that I'm, I'm searching for. But but you're going for it as you. Yeah, I'm going for it as me because yeah. there's no reason to not. Yeah, I dig that. Thanks. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay, so I want to give you an opportunity okay. um, to plug something. We give everybody, if there's, if there's a book or if there's a, a, a something that you're very passionate sure. about these yeah. days that you want people to know about, what, what would yeah. you want to plug? So currently I am in Schoolhouse Rock Live at Dallas Children's Theater. We run January 25th through February 23rd. Um, obviously it's a children's theater, so it's perfect for all of the kids and adults who are out there. Um, Schoolhouse Rock is just like all of the Just a Bill, uh, Conjunction Junction, things like that that you grew up on. And I feel like it's it's a really good show and a family crowd pleaser. And you are, this is, we'll pull back the kernel a little bit. Yeah. We're, we had to record this early. The reason Josie's yes. not here is Josie can't get to the studio because you got to get to rehearsal. I have rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, you have rehearsal. What is, what is your, what is your role? Um, I played Janet. Um, she's interplanet Janet. Um, <laughs> yes, I know. Don't laugh at me. No, this is amazing. <laughs> and I, um, I'm in we all are in like an ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. It's a seven person show. So we're all pretty important in it. Um, but it's really fun being Janet because I get to strap on some rollerblades and rollerblade <laughs> around the stage and around the theater. Yeah. Is okay. One more question. I got another okay, big question. Okay. I promise. Well, I'll get you out of here. I know. But are you sick of the songs? Like uh, you've been rehearsing and stuff like that. You've heard these songs a hundred thousand mm-hmm. times. Are you sick of them or you do still love them? Honestly, I still love them because they're still teaching me. Um, <laughs> I don't, I cannot tell you like how much I actually forgot about like just basic things you learned in elementary school. And these songs are reteaching me things. Um, and yeah, it's been super fun. I love it. Okay. Final question for you. Yes. Um, you've got a thing on your finger. Yeah, I do. You have a ring on your finger. I have a ring on my uh, finger. There is uh there, there is a. Uh, a wedding coming up, yeah. nuptials yeah. coming up. Um, Simon, mm-hmm. I met him and He's I conf- I, inf- I, I, I confronted him, him <laughs> and I said, "What are your intentions with our with our <laughs> darling T?" And he said, "I plan to marry her." And I said, "Okay, <laughs> cool beans." So I want to know how wedding planning's going because oh I've been there. My. Yeah, wedding planning is going. <laughs> it's um. We're getting married March 21st. That's our date. Um, And it's been crazy. Our guest list is ridiculous because almost all of it is my family. I have like maybe 30 of my friends on (laughs) that list. Everyone else is family. Sorry, Ryla friends. Love you all. (laughs) Listen, I respect it. That's fine. I tried. Yeah, you got it. I I, you do not need to apologize for for that. Yeah. Um, but is it is it more fun than stressful, or is it more stressful than fun at the moment? Um, at the beginning, it was really really stressful because it overwhelmed me. Um, but Simon, God bless him, he is an angel and calmed me down a lot. And he's 
stepped up a lot in the planning and basically has done everything for me. I just tell him what I want. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. It's great. So that's, that's, that's a pretty good situation. Mm-hmm. Now, what you got to remind me of what Simon's last name is. Jones. Jones. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take his name? I will be T. Jones um, legally, but mm-hmm. professionally, I will still be T. Lee mm-hmm. or Le, technically, um, just because people know me as that. And I've built. It's a brand. It's a brand. I built a name with the theater community ish. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. So, yeah. Although I don't know what I might call you TJ. You can call me TJ. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I like Jones. I think it, I'm really excited to be the Joneses because like uh, it yeah. sounds really cool. It does. T, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Yay, Greg. T, yay! Yay! Right, thanks once again to T. I won't try to pronounce her last name. It's L-E. But it's like, why is that so difficult? Right. Well, and when you said T La, uh-huh. in my, I've always called her T Lee. So yeah. I was very terrified that I've been calling I know. her the wrong name. Anyway, but, thanks yeah. to T for joining. Yes, thank you. Joining so me. Yes, thank you for. That's fine. It was great. To, and she's running off. Go see her play. We're we're releasing this podcast in time for you to go and see her play that she used her plug time for. So uh, appreciate her stopping by and chatting us up. And now, with something to leave you with, is Andrew Josie. Thoughts. Well, thank you, Greg. Uh, yes, authenticity. Um, and I uh, was looking in my research. I didn't find Bill George, but I found Laura Coe. And she uh, talked about kind of this idea of self-mastery. And it's um, it got a little bit philosophical for me. Mm. Um, but So I'm just going to keep it light. Keep it light, keep it airy. Like it. Uh, and she brought up the idea of masks. And I think masks and authenticity uh, go kind of go hand in hand because when I think about authenticity and I think about wearing a mask, I think about I'm not being authentic. Um, but Laura described a, a book um, by Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, like a Mastery of Self series of volumes that talks about wearing masks as kind of what you do. Like you wear a, a husband mask. And and you wear mm-hmm. a editor mask. Um, all these podcast things. host mask. A podcast host mask. Thank you. Uh, but that may not be who you are, and and that's okay. It's I'm already kind of confusing myself in terms of the whole. You got it. But the idea of masks as as a good thing, as long as you know your authentic self, and the idea of self discovery and self mastery as if you don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, something that pulls you in that direction is if you realize you're wearing a mask, that idea of, you know, if you're plugging away at your work and you realize yourself like, man, I am, this is not me. Mm-hmm. Like then you may not know who you are or who your authentic self is, but that's the first step in finding that out. And the idea of, of staying at zero, you know, not, mm-hmm. not going too far one way or too far the other and being your authentic self and the uh, uh, a nice imagery set the scene picture Laura described was the idea of the sky, and if the the blue sky is your authentic self, and these masks are the clouds, you know you may project something else to others, um, but yourself is always behind those clouds. Just because you don't see the cloud right. the sky doesn't mean it's not there. 
So one thing that was interesting that I just thought of, literally, as we were talking about that, because you mentioned the the masks that we put on, mm-hmm. is what I hope, what I very, very much hope, is that people listen to this podcast, and then they talk to us in real life, and they go, oh, it's just like being on the podcast, right? Because that's uh, kind of like the idea is, and is when we come on this show— what I'm hoping is that this is just a genuine reflection of who we are. Like, right. I don't like, do I go into every conversation and say, hello and welcome? No, I don't. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But at the same time, I hope that people are listening to this podcast and thinking, oh, okay, well, it's just Tepper and Josie talking. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the way it is. And that's kind of a, a bit of authenticity in and of itself that we recognize that we are wearing a mask. Like we put, we're putting on our podcast hats right now. You know right. what I mean? Yep. We've got the podcast hat on. But that doesn't change fundamentally who we are. Exactly. You know? Right. Hmm. You got me thinking. You phrased it a lot nicer. No, no, no. Well, here's the thing. You laid out you laid out all the all the information and then it just like hit me in like a really it, it you know what? That is definitely something to leave me with. I was gonna say I left you with something and you picked it up. You did it. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us uh, on this, the Rylacast, season two premiere. Mm. Thanks to T for being our guest, for stopping by. Uh, please rate and subscribe to this po- uh, podcast if you like it, uh, and tell a friend. And here with an antiquated way of telling a friend uh, of how to listen to this podcast is Josie. Yes, uh, go ahead and find one of those authentic uh, shirts. It doesn't have to be a jersey. It just has to be an authentic shirt from you, mm-hmm. and write in the tag, Listen to the Rylan cast in the tag, like where you would put your mm-hmm. initials, like it's your shirt, but right, listen to the Rylan cast and then donate that. Bingo. Got to give it to Goodwill or CCA or something like yes. that. We made a big donation to CCA the other day. Oh. Um, and um, because we were cleaning out a bunch of stuff. And, and I remember thinking, I was like, man, I really hope there's nothing in the pocket of this coat that I'm just giving away. You check the pockets? I mean, I didn't, but like, kind of. Mm. Uh, so if you got my coat and there's like 60 bucks in it. <laughs> I don't know why there'd be sixty bucks in it. He's but gonna like, need that back. Maybe yeah, I'm gonna need that back. Or if you've got like a couple of sticks of bubble gum, I'll kind of want that back. Anyway, that's gonna do it for us. And Josie, thanks for your courage. Thanks, Greg. We'll see you next time. The Rally Cast.